gathered from around the galaxy comes the world's greatest comic book fans all in one terrific podcast it's the power cosmic podcast with your host with the most the man who puts on terrific con the world's greatest comic con every august at the mohegan sun in uncasville connecticut mitch halleck Joining Mitch each week will be an assembly of his terrific super friends. Join them as they talk about comic books, movies, and more. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. Power Cosmic Podcast. It's me. This is Jerry Ordway. We're joined today by Tony. As we sit here and discuss things, we have to do the cool. Yeah. Hey, hosers. Hey, hosers. It's the great white. No. <laughs> Today's topic was going to be the Martin Scorsese thing, the whole pros and cons. Because I, I just put it. You got to have. Sexy you, enough for the. Uh, I don't know, but it, what's his problem? But I was like, you know, I already shot it down really quick because I assumed yeah. he was just trying to get some publicity and he's he going went about back it. to the well. Oh, oh, I'm couple, sorry. He went back to well. What happened? He, he, he wrote an article. He wrote an article yeah, in the to Times. Try to clarify. Yeah. Oh, Martin Scorsese that? was coming out initially saying that the Marvel films are not cinema. Are not cinema. Yes, I did. They're I just. Did I don't know what he called them, but he said they're just. Well, he said there were ten. There were like uh, sideshows or, or circus. Like a, no, a carnival rides carnival, or, yeah. or theme rides. I think he said theme park rides. But they weren't real cinema. And then Francis Ford Coppola came out right. and backed him right. because they're buddies. Yeah, for years. But, yeah. I mean, again, it's the, he's... How, what is that, how does it impact but the, I, It's his opinion. Everybody's it's, gonna, oh, but everybody hit the roof about yeah. this one. But I think it's because he's such a high-esteemed, you know, filmmaker. They're like, oh, what is his I mean, work's better than yours, I guess. But I'm saying, like, popcorn entertainment's been around, and that's what the, the movies are. That's they're what, not different than a James Bond yeah. or a... Ten Bucks says when he know, was a kid, he was probably going to the same yeah, type sure of movies. Was. Yeah. Absolutely. So, but what did he write about? Oh, in the New York Times. I think it was the Times, yeah. op-ed piece. He just elaborated. I think he said it's because it's the theater owners now. He clarified it that they have to have these big event movies in to get the audience to come to the theater, which they do to right, leave your house. Right, but that's part of your business. And that has squeezed out the smaller films. I go, it yeah, has. but that's this, what the market wants. You yeah. give them what the people want. But yeah. by the same token, I went to see The Lighthouse. You told me, yeah. And that was playing alongside whatever other big movie was Dr. out. Doctor Sleep it, or whatever. It always, there's always going to be something like yeah. that. Yeah, just, he's got to look for it. And again, I mean... It's his opinion. No, but well, I think I think his big thing was The Irishman. It's his new movie. Yeah. And it's three and a half hours long. Right, but him talking that up or making a controversy, does, Just, I mean, is his deal contingent on how much Netflix, how it's many a times Netflix it's downloaded? Show. You know what I'm saying? Cause well, he gets paid by the theater, download. The yeah. theater Just owners... Just like the radio, the podcast. Right, we but the theater about, owners yeah. were complaining all month. They've been complaining because they, there's no wide release mm-hmm. for The Irishman. Right. Right. So he's not feeding the cinema, yeah. right? I mean, there's a demand. He thinks they're and the, the theater enemy. owners are like, "Hey, we want to see this," but yeah. Netflix couldn't come to a deal because Netflix wanted to stream it within yeah, they thirty put the days. Money up for it. Yeah. They didn't want to wait like ninety days or right. whatever. Yeah. So if the theater owners really wanted it, they could have. I mean, there seemed like there is still some. Then there's the whole vanity thing. He can only get nominated for an Oscar if it runs in a theater. 
for a certain point in time. So and Netflix wants that, obviously, they, because that's a feather in their They cap. just won an award, what was it, a year or two ago for Best Picture? Well, they had the, right, the... Uh, and Spielberg was mad about that. He said it's a TV show, well, it's not a did, movie. Right, that won Best Foreign Language. Yeah, yeah, but it, he was like... But it was, it was up for, uh, yeah, Best Picture, too. Yeah, but that was his big complaint, that it really wasn't a movie. Because his thing, it has to be in a theater. I'm like, you guys are splitting hairs now. Yeah, I mean, Spielberg, it's like old school, and it, they're, they're basically, like, supporting the comic stores yeah. in their way they're supporting the theaters like we if we were doing something we'd right, 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 work right. through paper cuts or one of those di- digital only comics or do you work through the system of diamond it's, it was just stupid I mean everybody started making a big to do about it I was like I think it's just it's a, it's a it's, similar argument but it also one of the things I said was the, the first thing that occurred to me when he first said it was that it relates to comics not being taken seriously Ever. 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 Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. even in publishing, book, you know, normal book publishers dismiss look it. down you know, on it. Not, yeah, yeah, it's for kids. Yeah, it's for and kids, it's clearly yeah. not been for years. You know, even when you have something like Watchmen that has yeah. kind of an enduring cultural impact or whatever. But how hypocritical was it that he was a producer on the Joker movie when he's out there saying this stuff and it made a billion dollars? I go, oh, is he going to give the money back? Right. I'm sure he sure. got paid. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, again, though, if, the, if your goal as a movie... If you're a movie director, right. the goal is to bring people in the seats. Your, you might want to do a movie, you want to do something with artistic content, but you're still supposed to fill the theater. Yeah. Right? Just like a TV show, you're supposed to get, get ratings, viewers, yeah. right? right? I mean, it's it's not like you're a painter sitting in your studio. It's a form of art, but it's a commercial work art. for a yeah. gallery or whatever. Right. You know, well, it's music's not the, the same. same way, too. You, know, you sell it's out. It's a popular culture. Yeah. All of it is popular culture. But everything so has been pop, pop, Look. Back in the day, Beethoven was considered popular culture. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't. I, didn't, I never liked those movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, he, and they nice talk, him. Nice. He's not talking about the dog <laughs> Charles Brodin, Jerry <laughs> <laughs> Ordway, Philistine. No, but I'm just saying. I mean, if you look at whether, whether it's opera, whether it's music, and no matter what, everything who's that's hit, that hit big at a certain time was the popular culture. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And as it lasts, it becomes classic and becomes it. So Marvel Comics, DC Comics, they're all the yeah. same. They're popular culture now, but Star Wars was considered kind of a oh, yeah. last they, gasp they, they for, for that 20 century Fox. This... But now it's, what's, how much is Star Wars, like, what's the total oh, amount of income? Billions. Billions. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's not about that, right? It's not about, it's about the artistic money, it's about integrity. artistic. Yeah, it's, it's like but it the was fine his art guy. versus Don't commercial forget. art. Lucas was the same school. They all went the same group. They all went to hung around together. Yeah, yeah. So he made it. Is that okay? But he didn't say a word. Notice that in all this, I didn't hear Lucas come out because he was like, yeah. I got my check for $5 billion of yeah. dollars, and he's not going to say a word. It's the it's kind of like the indie film versus the yeah. you know studio film kind and, of mentality. And how many gangster movies did this guy make? That's like, hello. Well, it's a genre, right? I know. Yeah. Just like the superhero movies. I'm he's like, mining buddy. a genre. Yeah. So they're all maybe, the same movie. Maybe just being somewhat of a cynical guy, but... How good is his movie? I mean, have we heard the any Irishman? Stuff? I don't know. Anything three and a half hours better be damn good because well, you look it's at that. Gonna be, it's going to be. We well, got Pesci in it. You got yeah. De Niro. You got Pacino. But I don't think that's the, the, it's the, the argument. It's not story. that. that you know, I'm just thinking maybe uh, just being a cynical yeah. guy wants to get his name out yeah. there and get as many people in front of it. He figures, maybe he's not as big a deal as go, he go used to be. Go attack the biggest guy on the block. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. It's like, oh, what's the big guy? Well, you also oh, don't know what's. I mean, I don't know what started it. Was it someone? It just came out of him? nowhere. No, I mean, someone in an interview. People will throw you questions that you can say stuff without. Thinking. I don't even know how it started. You know what I mean? Like if somebody somebody could throw something at you, or you could. But that's have what a bad everybody. Day of, 
whatever project you were going to do, have some studio say, yeah, but we're not going to do it because, you know, I mean, here's the, the reality of it is if Marvel or DC or Warner, anybody's making like a big tentpole movie, yeah. they're spending $200 million on the on marketing, it. yeah. So yeah. what people don't realize is before they started bringing in like money funds to co-produce, yeah. like Legendary, I think, started as that. But before that, the studios would have to go to bankers. Yeah. And there was a Finances, limit. Like yeah. when, when Warner Brothers was doing Harry Potter, they weren't doing superhero movies for the first couple of years because the Harry the Potter went into the Harry those, Potter. Yeah, that was their yeah. big that was their big expense of the year. Right. Now they share the you know, like even with the Joker, it was a low budget thing. Oh god, sixty million dollars. The, they yeah. shared the production money, the <laughs> sixty million dollars. They, no, they shared yeah. the production there's like someone else kicked in like thirty million or something, some it might be the funds or whatever. Movie so of all, even so though that yeah. yeah, it's making you know, gazillion dollars. I still can't believe they made still that have much. to share it. Because when you and I saw it, I said, "What?" I said, "Maybe three hundred million And you said, "Yeah, about that." I never thought it would make a billion dollars. I think we were trying to figure out the weekend was whether it would hit eighty. Yeah, it would it hit a hundred. So, so is this taking us off topic? What, no, what we're happened? still on the what, on the Joker. What, yeah, what happened? I have no idea. No, I can't you explain mean, it. So why it's popular? Why is yeah. it popular? Why, why, I don't. It was, it it was so good. It was well made. I said I just didn't care for the story. But it was. I think I it was, was a good movie. It was well and acted. And people it talked stuff. about it. It had controversy. It was a depressing message. That it. song. You know. You know. I think that's still part of what draws people. But conversely, I wanted to see Doctor Sleep. Oh, it bombed. But I was. But you know why I it wanted bombed? to see? It. I was going to even. Ask, I was going to send you a message saying, "Hey, you, you want to go see on it? Thursday." No, 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 no. But here's why I think it bombed. I read the book. I read no, the book. No, but it's basically the sequel to The Shining. Right. You know how it would have made more money? They called it Shining 2. Because I don't think people Kevin knew... Kevin McGuire said that on Twitter. I yesterday. said, I don't think people know what the hell it is. They're looking like, what the hell is Dr. Sleep? But the book Sleep? sold a lot, of, a lot of copies. To Stephen King fans that right, already knew the playing, property. Right. I, I, yeah, but if you're trying to get a new audience, no, The Shining came out in 1981. I understand. That's, that's a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Well, the... I was interested in seeing it, and then you can I still saw, go, Jared. Well, I'm saying empty. no. The, the problem is, I don't know about you, but when it, when something comes out and then you start reading the reviews, you don't then want it to gives see you a reason it, yeah. because you'll read one bad review and you go, uh, and then you read another good one. It's like, uh, do I really want to go? That's why I like that Thursday night preview. Yeah, when we go, go before the show, yeah, you don't have yeah. any excuse. It's like you're going to be the first one to see it, and then you can read the reviews and go, oh, he's I told right, you, I got wrong. a guy yell at me the other week in a deli. Oh, you didn't see that Friday. I'm leaving. I don't know what. Maybe the comic shop. I don't even know if I had Terrific Country. And the guy goes. You're the guy on the radio? I said, yeah. He goes, you, you like Terminator, didn't you? I said, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. I hated it. I go, sorry. I, didn't ma- I go, I didn't make it. I just reviewed it. Why did, why did Arnie do that? Why did Arnold Schwarzenegger do that? I go, didn't tell me. Well, can you ask him? And the guy goes, can you ask him when you see him? I go, let me put it on the list. Yeah. He goes, thanks, buddy. I go, he's taking it for it. And I, it was a real thing that happened at the subway shop. And I'm like, first off, I don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger. Second off, it was just my opinion. But that movie should have done better. Yeah, but it lost well, but a shit ton it, of money, man. Yeah. It's like but the last million. one did too. I mean, the last all of one, them have been losing. Well, money. here's the thing: the last, the, I don't know if you know this, but the last Terminator movie with this one company had bought up the rights, and they did the movie like two or three years ago that had Amelia Clark. Yeah. Oh, that one. The, oh, well, right. they relaunched it. Yeah, right. Arnold and was in that Arnold's one. Arnold's in yeah. that too, yeah. right? But the I forget what it was. Someone Genesis. It was some company. It was like a. a a spinoff of one of the money fun things, right? Okay. It could have been the Larry Ellison's daughter. They, that from they, Oracle? they bought yeah. the whole 
they bought the rights to it, and I remember when they bought the rights from whoever still owned it was maybe the Carlico. Well, I was wondering if it was Carolco or if it was from if it was still the Golan Globus. I think Golan Globus sold as a Carolco. I remember the, the, the logo, or but yeah, someone yeah. still owned it. They bought it because they saw some, you know, potential to it. They did that movie, Big Bucks, yeah, they did, and they it did well. well. Crash, yeah. And then you know this one had the added advantage of having Jim Cameron being involved. Yeah, and that you know gave it a little you would more think allure. That would be the enough. problem yeah. is that it's it's a franchise that probably could rest for a couple of years. Well, that's what they said. This is probably the last Terminator movie you're going to see saying, like, for a long time. Give it 10 years, you know? Or do a TV show again. Try a TV show or something. I mean, like, look at Aliens. Aliens They haven't a had a successful hit in years. When he first did, when he did, Ridley Scott did the Promethea. Prometheus, Prometheus and then yeah. Promethe- there was a sequel to that well, one. Promethea was like a secret sequel to, or yeah. pre- secret prequel to But that Alien. wasn't a huge hit. It was a big enough hit. And then the but one then they did Covenant. follow up, right? Alien. And that was, and, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that came out in a weird time when we saw it. We saw that it should have yeah, come yeah. out in the summer. Oh yeah, that's right. They that held it back. It was supposed to come out in August, but didn't they move it up to like May or something? They didn't want to compete with all the big summer yeah. movies. And, it was like just and you're sitting there going, middle, they should have let rush. it come out in August because yeah. there was nothing that came out. But know? again, some of that stuff, you, it's all a gamble. just because you know it's Just like, would you? I question the joke, Ghostbusters. Oh, I mean, that new one? Be good, but yeah. maybe it's played out, you know? I'm not clamoring for it. Somebody's yeah. like, will they make another? I go, I don't care. I really I don't mean, care. the problem is that there's every, the studios look at it all as IP. Yeah, that's all. They don't have a, a nostalgic feel. They probably do some market research to see if there's name recognition. You know, what else could they do? They do research and say, would you see this movie? Or are they just going... Who knows what Terminator is? Who knows yeah, what yeah. Alien is? I was going to see that Ford versus Fiori. Uh, Fiori. Yeah. Ferrari, maybe? <laughs> Geraldine <laughs> Ferrari? Gerald <laughs> Ferraro. Ford versus, it's Gerald Ford versus Geraldine Ferraro. It's a political movie. No one knew about it. I have Matt Damon's playing Gerald Ford. And Christian Bale, surprising, as Geraldine Ferraro. I never saw that coming. Ford versus versus Rambo. I'm just not for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'll be a better Or Godzilla, perhaps. That bomb, too. I like that one. The Rambo (laughs) picture. But he's 72 years old. It just stretches the... the, I'm just watching the 72-year-old dude who's jacked beat up like 55 Mexican slave traders in his house. I'm like, this is not real. I know that, but it was over the top. He was hoping for a big payday. Yeah, but, I mean, what has he got to lose? He's making his own projects. No, he's, he's got those direct-to-DVD movies now, doesn't he? The Prison know. Break things? But I'm just him saying, Arnold's got some, like, I'll give him credit thing for creating his own, his own product, basically. Yeah, Rambo? Because he's yeah. probably not getting the same calls that he was getting, no, even though no. Creed was a... Creed was a huge hit. Creed, yeah. Creed was good. Yeah. One and two. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my daughter absolutely adores the Expendable movies. She thinks oh, all of them? The first one was good, the second one was good. Then there was a third one yeah. with Harrison Ford and Mel Gibson. Yeah, she wasn't. He's a guy I thought would just come back by now, but they're not going to let that go. He's still in Hollywood jail. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's like because I know what he said was wrong, but I'm like Hollywood has a short term memory. Yeah, yeah. Look at Robert Downey Jr. That guy was in jail oh, right. for years in rehab, and now he's like the number one box office star in the world. All's forgiven. They don't bring up his So what you're past, saying is yeah. we need to get into get some really bad trouble and get 
arrested. Yeah, and, and then a, we'll go back. Then we could have that. No, I'm just surprised because returns. I mean, you look at the money that guy was bringing in for years. I think the prequel for that is we're supposed to be well known prior. To oh that yeah, you <laughs> missed that part about. Oops, <laughs> oops. One sorry, flaw in sorry your guys. Scam. I know you're. Thanks, I know Tony. You're big, I know you're big podcasters, all right. but you're not quite that big. Thing. All right, there goes that. We're big in Des Moines. And God knows having me on this isn't going to help. Oh you. no, no, no. We're, <laughs> there goes Des Moines. We lost that one. The whole market's gone, Jerry. We had a super uh, a Motel Six was all set to pay for yeah, our yeah. lobby. <laughs> there was a, a coffee shop that was going to host our event. Well, Tony and I went to Alien Con. Yes, we did. Last year. It was a year oh, ago now, actually. I got my little reminder yeah, yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, said, a year ago, that. you were in Baltimore for Alien Con. We showed up. We literally thought there was going to be 300 people there. We were joking about it the whole like way there. 7,000 people yeah, were like, oh, my God. There's they something were, for everybody. They were fired it, up. It was, at the, it was at the Baltimore Convention Center where you right, were. Right. But all it was was just lectures. It should right. be called panel con. But then you say the guy with the the weird the hair. Guy with the the hair he's, 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 a, he's, he's a, a rock star. He's a rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $60 an autograph, he's was that, what? or a photo? Oh, he's the, he's the, like the Jim Lee of... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah actually he is. Yeah. And they had the other guy, Eric <laughs> Von Donick. Yeah, Von Donick. The guy that wrote the Wait, Cherry No, that's what we said, too, because... Cherry's on fire. He's still there. Yeah, yeah, Tony looks and goes, oh, my God, the guy's him? And, you know, he walks in, they're all like... Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's... He's the head huckster. I mean, uh, scientist. <laughs> well, not, I mean, not all of them. Some of them might be scientists, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, might there's be. Elite, no, there are three. There, there are three Some legitimate got, scientists. Yeah, they got their the diploma the, from the back of Rolling Stone magazine. So have you yeah. seen a uh, oh, UFO? He, I have. Tony I, has. Yeah, it was, yeah, I'm not sure what it was. I think it was one of ours. So I was in... Well, now you're backpedaling. Then it's an IFO. Identified flying object. Well, it, looked, it was about this big. So UFOs. When we lived in East Line... Right. We lived right next to the uh, army base, and they used to have these huge war games. War games all the time. So the first, one of the first times I'm cutting my grass one day, and these two Blackhawk helicopters are about sixty feet off the top of my house, <laughs> scared me to death. I, the whole house shakes. I kept going like, what the heck? I thought there was something wrong <laughs> right, with the machine. Right. And, <laughs> under the ground, engine cycling. <laughs> no. Anyway, so one night I'm out in the backyard with my dog, and from that direction, this little orb flying goes right over the house huh. in that direction now it was it what color like, was it it was, it, was a, it was a white white it about the size of a basketball okay yeah, it's about that big i don't think that was an unfit i don't think that how was high up was it it was probably 30 40 feet off could be ball lightning you know ball, well, i'm <laughs> yeah. just saying I, 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 I've, ever, I've heard of ball all, lightning all i know yeah, is i, I know. saw that it come from that direction and i saw it literally go over the house in that direction that's all i can tell and you. it disappeared one never came back no no it just kept going i mean it just Went off in the distance, and that was it. It wasn't, and it wasn't Never traveling. Seen. It wasn't traveling at any like incredibly light speed. Yeah, yeah. And just, you're just, just cruising along. What? And and I, I kept thinking to myself, man, I don't. That doesn't look or that doesn't look foreign. That looks right, like right, we right, did right, that. Right, like, right, right. We're just not telling anybody about Could it. Could have been a guy. What year was this? This would have been. I'm going to guesstimate. Two. 2013. I was going to say, were they, you know, those, 11, 12, 13, what are those little remote things that kids have? Well, now you can do it like, right, yeah. Drones? Drones. Were they no, around? It was pretty yet? quiet. Drones oh, okay. are still pretty loud. I was still. telling him when I was, I guess it would have been around 1975, 74, 75. Right. I was walking with my friend. We were going towards downtown. It's the Milwaukee area. <clears throat> you had to cross a bridge over the Milwaukee River. It's called a viaduct. So we're walking and we look up. I was like, what the heck's that? And way in the, you know, pretty high up, you see this, like, silver cigar shape going very slow and methodically. And we're like, 
the hell? It was just weird to see something. There was no trail behind it. It wasn't like a jet trail. It wasn't a and blimp. And it was really pretty far away. But you could see its shape. It didn't have wings. Right. But it was a cigar shape. And I'm like, so we're watching it, and it suddenly starts doing maneuvers. Up, down, like in this weird, they're very precise. And then it stops. Like, it just freezes. And then it goes, and just, like, disappears. Like, basically goes flying off. And we're like, whoa, that was like a UFO, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but we both saw it. It wasn't like just me going, huh. It, it was it was interesting, and I don't know what it was. I mean, it could, you, you don't know, it could be something that somebody was experimenting with. But there was no trail, there was no sonic boom, because when I was a kid, yeah, they would booms. fly the jets. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like house would shake. I remember those. You'd, yep. you'd also see the trail and then yeah, the yeah. boom, and then it would be like disappear or whatever. Yeah. So there was no contrail, there was nothing after it. It just was, and it was really far away. So it must have been fairly decent Pretty size. Bigger, yeah. yeah. And, and d- again, at that distance, it went from, from you know, like uh, right to left out of sight. Once it's frozen and just went. Boom! It was like whoa. What the hell? Yeah. So I mean, that's never no. been I, I, adequately I, explained to yeah, me. I I've read all, I've read all kinds of things about you know military test planes. Here's how and I look like at that. it. We tested the stealth bomber, the yep, stealth fighter back in the seventies. Yeah. They came out in the mid eighties, so late eighties. We yeah. used them the first time in the Gulf, Gulf War in the nineties. Yep, yep. We haven't heard anything coming out of there in the last yeah. 30 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think they got now? I, that's yeah. why I'm oh, thinking. When sure, I saw yeah. that thing come over, I think, yeah. that's, not, that's us. We did that. Yeah. That's, something, that's something we figured yeah, 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 out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, again, thinking about how small batteries have gotten, yeah. uh, something like that could be battery operated. Uh-huh. Something the size of a basketball. Yeah. It could potentially Probing, be. Yeah. Yeah, right. It could be Surveillance some, camera or something. It could be some gas in it. And some yeah. kind of battery, you wouldn't necessarily hear a noise, yep. you wouldn't, you know. Um, I was reading about the use of, uh, well, they were talking about the, how widespread drones are, but yeah. how, like, drones are also a problem because people can buy them at oh, Best yeah, Buy yeah, or yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, they go by the airport. And you're technically supposed to register them, but a lot of people don't register them. No. Um, which is kind of scary. Oh, yeah. But there's been cases of people having drones, like, like hanging outside their bathroom oh, windows yeah, 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 and some, yeah, yeah, like yeah, pervert yeah. drone you know no seriously so, so I mean like again it's like always did you hilarious. see the kid that like modified it with a shotgun oh a I year saw ago? that yeah, I was like oh a, we need well, that was a, the handgun yeah it was a handgun there was one yeah. that was just flying and yeah. it just had the trigger yeah it doesn't take much think, to pull the right, trigger right. You, yeah. it's like whenever we come up with some great technology Somebody someone finds a way to pervert it like the guys in World War I no wow the entire world's library is at your fingers wait Let's it's put some porn. Yeah, yeah. You know, like World War One, the guys would see each other on the planes because they yeah, would just yeah. do scouting missions. Right. And then one guy comes up there with a gun one day and shoots the other guy. And then that's how air warfare starts right there. Because they like, just wave to each other oh, like, shit. hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Their job was just to uh, scout locations and stuff. Yeah, but, no, it's... Uh, but, but UFO stuff is, is still fascinating. No, it's just... I don't know... The I mean, world look, is so vast. You've got to imagine something, gonna, but I just don't imagine anybody's coming here. That's my big thing. I mean, you don't, you don't know that. I like mean, you I, also don't know what you're seeing. You, you know, no. we, especially when you scientists start talking about the possibility that we could be all living in a computer simulation. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's still, there are like missing pieces of physics, right? There's, there's basically the missing gravity lane. should be a certain way based on the mass that they see, and it doesn't, it doesn't line up. So 
you know, you do wonder what uh, if that means there's multiple. Tony will tell you that. What was the guy who said that the world forgot Hancock, Graham Hancock? That there's been all these civilizations on the earth for billions of years or millions, and then something happens and wipes it clean. Oh yeah, and then it just starts up again. And the reason why you find all these structures is because. Oh yeah, that was there. There was somebody there, but you know, floods or yeah. ice age well, or something the, happened. Think about it. We if just it, forgot if about. You're, it. There's if no you're, record. Your only way of marking something in those days was carving it on a stone. That's it. Versus putting something on paper or an electronic. That doesn't computer. last anyway. Well, the stone's going to last longer than, than yep. your paper. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you so. think this podcast will be around in a million years? <laughs> no, you you can't, they'll you, find your fossilized you, you, phone. You can't even watch uh, a VCR <laughs> tape because that technology is gone. All those photos people took years ago and digital cameras, they're yeah. all... But I mean, that's, that, that, that's kind of like a key when you think about like that civilization, the advanced civilization. Yeah. We also think about, I, I guess I think about like how the sun has, as the sun has gotten less hot, uh-huh. Say for example, Mars was probably Wait, the sun's inhabitable. Cooling down? It is. I thought it was going to flare up and become a red thing. Well, that's thing. at the end. That's the, the end. end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't anything worse. So, about like, oh, okay. Here yeah, we got a couple billion years. A million years, a billion years ago, or whatever. Maybe Mars had had a oh, water. Yeah, it had an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe the people came to Earth because that's the next habitable place. Yeah, and maybe that's where you get your missing link or that connection. Yeah, they from came off of there. Neanderthal, Cro-Magnon, to. But I always say they're not going to tell you if they. But found, you're not going to find evidence no, of that. No, if one of those probes over there, Mars found some like skull on the ground, they'd be like, ooh. We're not talking but, about that. But it's that. fascinating. That there was that thing that was like a compass or something. Do you remember this? What? They found this artifact that looked like way more advanced than it could be. It had cogs and everything. No, on Earth. Oh, on Earth. Yeah, but yeah. There was it's this. The, and they. they, they Fio. Oh, the. Biosphera. Something they, they, they found didn't know in the what it was until they were able to something? do like a, a, the MRI yeah. or something where they could actually look through and they and could see. there's like see, a battery inside of it? No, no, no. There's gears. Gears. And and oh, there's, no, no. I know what you're talking source. about. And they yeah, realized, yeah, 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 it was like a. A gearbox type right. of thing. But it was like it was a constellation. It was likely more yeah. advanced than what they should have had or, at that right. time. Oh, no. They find stuff like that a lot. But they're just like, oh, what are you going to do? That's what, yeah, Graham Hackluck basically says that we're, we're made a species where the amnesia, yeah. that what happens every, because they're finding things like, you know, they found the, there's a creationist down in Texas. The guys they, that say they, the they, earth is 4,000 years old? No, six. Oh. But they found a, they found a tool. Right. Oh. A pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, sledgehammer yeah, yeah. kind of pick right. with the handle embedded in the rock. Right. Yeah. And it's already starting to petrify. But they're like. So it that takes, means that means it had to be around a lot longer than a couple thousand years. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So people were starting to say, okay, and it was so far down. It was like a couple million years ago. Right. Well, you think about it, the plant, the 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 source, the the, the entire universe has been around about thirteen billions. to fourteen billion. Right. That's what they say. The planet yeah. says it's about four billion. Right. The last million years, it's a blip on a screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. If, if every two if every two hundred fifty thousand years we blow ourselves up, right. how would you know anything was really back? There? You were right. And the thing that they're having a problem with, even with Egypt, with the, the stone, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the Sphinx, the, you know, the, the Giza plateau, and the Sphinx, is they're finding out that you know, thanks to our buddy in, in uh, Boston College, the, the geologist Shock, Professor Shock, what if he went No, he went in. He said. This thing is this thing's been around longer than four thousand years because of the, the oh, way the that erosion the erosion's yeah, going yeah, yeah, straight yeah. down, yeah. Right. not sideways. Right, right, right. He said it's impossible. It has to have been at least ten thousand years. Right. He said he can actually get out to twenty. I think he said as, as much as twenty, but he thinks it's ten to twelve. Yeah. 
And then they found Gobekli Tempe. That's 12,000 years yeah, old. Yeah. And they physically buried that. Yeah. They, somebody knowingly buried it. So how long have we been around? I mean, yeah. is this shit going on and on and on? Eventually, yeah. we just keep blowing each other up. Well, I mean, when <laughs> they they able to do those... Uh, basically, they take flights over the Amazon, uh-huh. and they use... Oh, the thermo? Oh, yeah, the right. X-ray. They're imaging. They're finding... Yeah. They're yeah. finding Old much, cities. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more culture there. It's because it's a... It's you know, been buried under a jungle. Now, yeah, yeah. There's like, they're seeing all kinds of structures and that roads. they can't see through yeah. the canopy, but the the sonar or whatever can, can yeah. bounce a, an image laser, It's a laser. Round it's a laser. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's fascinating, but again, that's part of what our history that we grew up with, hearing about like the native, you know, yeah. uh, Native Americans, the natives in, in all the, the, you know, South America, all the, the, they were much more populated than was oh, yeah. let yeah. on. Like, yeah. Because, you know, having it less populated doesn't look so bad for us yeah. Europeans coming in and then having destroying Whacking all everybody. Yeah, 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 the Columbus. <laughs> but they certainly had much more involved, you know, civilizations. But yet, sure, yeah. that's only, that's, not, that's a, again, talk about a blip. Yeah. And that history's gone. Yeah. You know, because there's either not a record, a written record, or whoever passed it down, you know, ultimately there's going to be a break in that, yeah. you know, transmitting. My, my thing about the alien stuff that I find fascinating is the fact that there's all the religions yeah. share similar yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you know Good they're friends. all copying from each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. But a lot of stuff was verbally passed down right. as well. Oral tradition. And there's yeah. always stories of. You know, people, I mean, from people coming from the sky Wings. or giants, Wings. Yeah, giants yeah, like giants. that, right? Yeah. So you, know, you think about the the fact that uh, we're, we're the ones that the Nibelung or whatever the, the ones that helped Noah build the ark. They, they the lived giants. like thousands of years or something. Yeah, and, I mean, there's like all kinds of stuff that's part of that, and you think, okay, maybe it gets retold and retold and retold. But what if that was a real thing? It's like DC you with know? their relaunch of their comics every couple of years. <laughs> I'm tying it back to comic books. No, it's, it's a continuity problem. Right. That's what the Earth has—a continuity problem. You got your crisis, then a couple of years later, you get your final crisis. Then you got your new fifty-two. Then you got your what was that one? Con, what was the convergence? Convergence. Yeah, Every yeah. couple of years, they keep reinventing the wheel. Then well, somebody Flashpoint asked, was a big one. Flashpoint. Too. They said, "Why does DC have so many problems?" I go, "Because I told them it's like this, the scab that never heals. Just when it's about to heal, you rip it off again. It's like no, let's try this now. Yeah, but those are that's problems. from those above. are ways that's to editorial. generate interest." Oh, it's those publicity like, stuff. Yeah, those. Are, well, I mean, yeah, it's a, get sales. There are ways to boost the line. You know, that's all it but is. But they didn't do that years ago in the seventies. They didn't have the same. I don't think they had the same, same pressures. Kind of pressures. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I they were just putting books out. They were just you know magazines. Remember newsstands would be like thousands of magazines, yeah. literally thousands yeah. of different types, and then it started getting smaller and smaller. So the only way that you're saying to carve a a niche or an interest out there and make sales is to reinvent the wheel every two years yeah. and publicity well, stuff. And That's all this of, is. Yeah, I mean, like in comics, when we were kids, yeah. maybe you might, I don't know, but when it, back when I was buying comics, they felt like the audience churned over every about every six, five seven years, years or six years. Because yeah. yeah. you would grow out of it. Right. So you'd start at, you know, as a maybe 12-year-old and you'd be done by 15, by 16 yeah. or 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they could keep telling the same stories over. Yeah, because you would notice because you got people who've read them yeah. for twenty years, and so to do the restart, you actually have to physically do some event to wipe something out or to set a new. Because your audience grew older and yeah. they're smarter. Than I mean, you have to do that because the people who read them for twenty years expect some kind of 
even though they don't want change. Nobody ever wants change. No. But change happens. But they get because if they don't get it, they stop reading it yeah. and they get bored with it. The other thing, business-wise, DC used to. We've probably talked about it before. DC used to have the Licensing Corp of America as part of it, all in-house. So they would license Superman, Batman, all these characters T-shirts. within like a separate floor in DC Comics. Yeah. And the Licensing Corp was. The cash cow of DC. Sure. Yeah, bed spreads so and toys. Warner and Brothers, when Warner started, underwear, underwear Warner yeah. <laughs> wanted more control or they wanted to fold DC in. They kept trying to separate that. They wanted to mold that or meld that into Warner licensing. Right? Mm-hmm. And Paul Levitz always resisted because basically DC could have a bad publishing year. They still made a big enough profit, and their overseers at Warner Brothers would say, On the merchandise. Oh, you did great this year. They didn't say, oh, comics didn't do as well. It it was just one number. Right. So that helped protect publishing for a while. DC could do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. did that for, you know, 25 years probably. It was a good way to be experimental and not feel like every comic you put out was going to kill the company. Right. Now, once Warner stripped that away, DC is on its own. They have no cushion. Right. Yeah. So if they have a bad publishing year, gee, bad. they got to reinvent something yeah. and get interest, even if it's just for that year, mm-hmm. because they're justifying their existence. So, I mean, hmm. you may not like it, yeah. you know, as a reader, but it's a necessity if they need to keep, you know, looking good to Warner Brothers so Warner doesn't close them down. But is that the problem with the industry now is the fact that, as we were talking in the, the prior place, is that it's hard for a smaller guy to get started and that's usually where the greater the great new ideas come from some yeah. guys just laying in bed one night saying hey, I think I got something to work yeah. Yeah. and they put yeah. it together whereas the problem when you have a larger organization is they're going to look at that and say I'm not going to waste my money on something that I don't know right. it's going to work I'm going to throw it against Superman it's or probably, yeah it's been around 80 years yeah so yeah. and then that kind of stifles the but they I mean the company hires a new figurehead not figurehead but a new creative kind of you know, director Regime, or yeah. whatever every Come couple in. of years. Yeah, but Jeff the, Johns did it a couple of years ago. He boosted. Now they hired Brian Michael Bendis to do it, and that you know they basically are they're throwing their money at a at a guy to try to give them a direction that'll. But, but my okay, so my question is: when these guys come in, yeah, are they creating new characters and no. everything, or are they keeping the same old characters? They're revamping the existing. Well, there's some characters. new characters. I think uh, Bendis has come up with new stuff. Jeff Jeff has done new stuff, but, yeah, but a I'm lot the, of it is like putting it in a new, a new veneer spin. on something. Yeah, you know? right. like, um, but the key is to try to. I mean, you. The key is really like what Jeff did. I think when he did Infinite Crisis and then he Green did Blackest Night, yeah, is that you do stuff that actually drags the entire universe line up, yeah, yeah, and it also gives you spinoff potential beyond that. So when you do them and they kind of are flashing the pan, yeah, off, yeah. then they have no lasting impact, yeah. and I think they leave a little more of a bad taste in the fans' mouth, you know, mm-hmm. because there's no like what came out of the last crossover. Was there some? You know what I mean? Joe, I couldn't tell I'm you. I'm just saying, I'm just, no, I hear you. I hear something you. big has to spin out of something. Well, otherwise, does that, does that make sense then to just going forward for? And again, I'm looking at it strictly as an outsider as a guy. Yeah, would it make sense then to just make this a yearly where every they year? They do. Well, remember the remember the old uh, absolute uh, ads? Yeah, I remember yeah. those. Yeah, what they the would do shape. Yeah. yeah. They would then just, they had a contest. And they had contest, but they would give it to a different artist each yeah. time and yeah, he would yeah. do what he wanted. Yeah. Well, I'll do the same thing here. Okay, we're going to give this year 2000, 
twenty is going to go to artist blah, and you do whatever right. you want. They pretty much kind of. Is that what do they're that, doing now? Right? They yeah. doing it every year. Well, Bendis no, is doing do his that. Superman, and then before yeah. him, that Scott Snyder was doing yeah. his stuff. I mean, they give the you still have the to, big names like the main characters yeah, to you, play with. You still, I don't think you have like free hand to do everything. Yeah, but there's only two or three main characters that care: Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, yeah. and then maybe Green Lantern. But that's it. Flash. I mean, when Flash we did the death of Superman. Nobody asked for that. No, but it wasn't sales company were down. generated. Yeah. It wasn't company generated. Yeah. We just were trying to come up people with storylines story that would get people to buy Superman comics. But then it sold big time, and they right, said, you've got to do an event. It sold big time, not with the cooperation of anybody else in DC editorial. Right. There was one other book that tied into Death of Superman, which was Justice League. And that was virtually because Dan Jurgens was also writing and drawing Justice League at yeah, that yeah, time. Right. That Justice League's involved in it. We tried to get other editorial offices to tie in to, to give in. it legitimacy. Nobody wanted any part of it. Right. Um, so we had we didn't have the company's yeah. approval or the hey everybody has to play along with this. We did our own thing. Yeah, but, but then as you say, that. we came up with that without a committee. Yeah. It wasn't like the company said we need to do something. We knew we wanted to. Yeah, but no. But afterwards, what, they what, did. They did the Lois and Clark that's wedding. Cool, but and, that's all. Yeah. That's that's. Those you are know, gimmicks. We, we discussed that too. Is like the yeah. fact that it's like the, you're grabbing the, grabbing the tail of the comet. Yeah. You know, the comet's coming by anyways. And you're right. And they it. did a good job with it after the fact. Right. In other words, they they you know they jumped on and and did their job, mm-hmm. but they didn't generate it. Right. And that's what you're like. What you're saying, yeah, what is, I'm saying is, if someone came in, it, uh, the the best case scenario is going to be what they always do is someone will do an indie book, like Brian Bendis. He was doing his indie comics, and then Joe Casada gave him Avengers or gave him some Marvel yeah, stuff, and then he property. suddenly was like, "Wow, this guy's doing something great." Yeah. And uh, but he came from outside. Yeah. And that's what does happen is that yeah. somebody will come. Well, they had Meltzer make, do it. They somebody, brought Brad Meltzer. Right. Somebody in will make a, a make a little mark on some, yeah. Yeah. their own project. It's, it's almost like going from AAA to the main team. You know? Yeah, the major exactly. leagues. Yeah. Um, exactly right. So that. That's always, why that's you need why that saying. new blood. Yeah, because yeah. look, how many times can you show a bottle in an ad? Yeah. So they ran out of that like really quick. Yeah, and then they started changing and then they the started shape. Just, well, yeah. what they all they said was, "We're going to give it to every artist that we know of. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We're going to let them do it." And they just right. And then every month they put a different or whatever it was. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was. It's the same it, thing everybody would look forward so, to. So it. if someone said, "Tony, you're now in charge of DC," I would yeah. call up the best comic book guys I know and say, "Okay." One, two, three, four. Yeah. You guys have you could do whatever you want in your universe. Right. So you have Batman, Superman, mm-hmm. Flash, Wonder Woman, Green, Green Lantern, Lantern what, whatever. Have fun. You do whatever you want, but I expect four of these things. I want at least an idea in the next couple of months. Right. Mm-hmm. Give me some drawings and and then we're gonna we're gonna go off in four directions and see what works. And just let the, because look, all you're trying to do is create a different Content, environment yeah. and everything. Yeah. So so much like isn't that what Marvel did anyway? They have you know. Universe 161. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did, they, had, they did that. Yep. Yeah, it's the same basic thing, but they, this is a more structured environment. Coming from a, a kind yeah. of a more right, businessman, right. I'm saying, you go make that happen. Yeah, yeah. And you don't worry about him because you're going to go make yours happen. Well, right. the thing, and it, the, the one thing that could be said of DC, and I'm not saying anything bad about Dan DiDio or Jim Lee or whatever, I don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that they exert an influence, right. but. When you think about all the different crossovers, all the different things, a lot of stuff still comes is, seems to be generated from the top. Right. And both those guys have been there for 
20... Easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, close. Jim Lee's been there close. So like 15 years. 18 years, yeah, maybe, right. or whatever. That's a long time. It's about 2,000. So, yeah. you know, it makes me wonder if it, you need a new perspective yeah. at the top to generate stuff coming down. You know what I'm Here, saying? Here's, like, a, here's a perfect It's example. one thing if you hire and you're like the guy who hires and says, okay, go do it. But I think after, after a while, if you're, if you're doing it and you're doing, like you're in charge of 10 crossovers in 19 or 18 years. Yeah. They're all going to be similar. They're going to have the same, because you're going to be maybe dictating yeah. them to you somebody. Even if this, this worked people, back then, it's yeah, going to yeah, still being now. filtered yeah. through exactly. your, Great. you know. You need a fresh set no of argument. eyes. No yeah. argument. But let me ask you a question. See, see to me, if, if someone said to me, Tony, you're in charge of DC now, and mm-hmm. we're going to give you one universe. First question out of my mouth is, do we need Superman? Because, you know, so right. he's kind of a god. Yeah. Well, you do him, you know, yeah. well, I'm just saying, what if you came up with a different character? It's no longer yeah. Superman, it's somebody else. And he, and he was born a million years ago on Earth. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a whole different game. Well, I, they've tried that, yeah. but they don't ever put... I don't they think, well, they tried that long. when they did the new 52. They tried to reinvent all the characters. Okay. And... Superman wasn't Superman yeah. wasn't exactly like he was before. Was all the characters blue jeans were like t-shirt. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was like a retelling of it, um, and it seemed like the people there were a lot of people who liked them, but a lot of people didn't. Right. I mean, you're again. Well, you're, that's normal. They changed the dealing, costume. Well, here's people the are thing. like, oh, they got rid of the red pants. You're dealing again. Yeah, that's right. a problem of having readership that's around for 20 years or something. Right. Is that you're you're dealing with people who don't want change, mm-hmm. but yet they don't want the same thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right, so this is a conundrum no, in marketing. I, I hear it's you. like a marketing conundrum because yeah. you, you try to give them change, but, but you don't want to change it too it. much because right. they, you know, so you have to give them something that's familiar. I think the big problem, maybe it's just my read of this, but I, I think Dan, for example, Dan DiDio has always been a little bit polarizing. He's the publisher. You know, he's the publisher. He's been he's a little polarizing because he's always had kind of a prickly relationship with the fan base. Okay. Um, and I think, Just, and not to be dumb, but what what is what is that what, what does that mean? It means that a lot of people don't like him. Okay, I mean they don't know him. Right. I think he's a nice guy and everything. I think, know he likes comics. He's a big fan of comics. I'm just saying that when your fan base, when there's enough of them where they don't gather around, they're not going to be there for your changes. Mm-hmm. See, what I'm saying is is not that well, you have supporting to supporting them. So so at a yeah. certain point, like if there was somebody, even if he was still there, and there was somebody else who was the face of DC. That was general, generally more universally liked. They might be a, more willing to go along on that ride. So every time they try to change something, I think that the negative stuff that they have about Dan comes into play. Oh, so that kind of undermines. Really yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, I but I'm it. saying, like, for example, Stan Lee, who's dead a year ago today. Stan but anyway. Lee was universally loved. Yeah. Not necessarily by the people who work with him. No. But I mean, his pro- showman, image he yeah. projected right. Right. was pretty much, you know. Bulletproof. He, yeah. he, he everybody loved him. Um, no I doubt. think there's people like that. In a way, if you don't have that, you're going to have a harder time selling to your core base. Like here, <clears throat> this last summer, one of the things I was we talked about too was the fact that DC again, Dan DiDio did like an interview where he seemed to the only news that seemed to came out of San Diego Con was that he was complaining. That oh, the, the reprint reprints sales were making more the than the new sales books. Were, were generating more interest than the, the current books that they were putting out. 
And I thought, wow, what a weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, because number that one. That means the new stuff sucks. sucks. The old stuff well, people want it. No, but I'm and saying I, that's yeah, what yeah. it came out as. See, well, I don't it's think, actually one of two things. But either. I don't think the new stuff sucks. No, but, but, but I'm saying, like, when he I think said that, he's You're like, basically yeah. saying, okay, there's a whole market of people who don't like what you're doing who liked what was. So why not cater some yeah. new stuff to yeah. them? Yeah, yeah, do too. Listen, there's your you new, have, there's you know, a there's, there's your new there's, world. There's, 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 yeah, you. You can you can do a lot of different things. It's, yeah. It seems to be that the thing I keep getting out of Marvel, there's got to be one, and it's like no, you, you no. can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Marvel tried for a while. They had their new universe where they redid Spider-Man in a separate, like you said, yeah. universe, and then they did the old book the that's ultimate, been around for right. the ultimate yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Right. So they redid all the heroes and all those guys. They were in a separate universe, away from the stuff right. that had been around for forty years, all the continuity and all that. And it sold well for a while, okay. for like a good 10 years, and then that's how they got um, Miles Morales, who's like this yeah, Hispanic black. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And okay. then they, they said, oh, look, some good things came from it, and then they rolled it into their other existing well, world. I don't even know why they got rid of the new universe. I think it just ran its course. And, yeah, they I mean. A lot of stories. They were, they did but, the Galactus story. That yeah, they were, yeah and that ended. They were redoing the old stories, but in a new point yeah. of view, with those same old characters, but they were like different races, different but colors. Again, it's like always a the Avengers thing. I think you, you know you don't want to do multiple versions of the same character no, but because no, it no, but dilutes the, the brand. Yeah. No, but the movie but, Avengers, which are black yeah. Nick Fury, that came from the Ultimates. Right. See, there's all these things that they picked up that they made big successful movies out of. The Ultimate movie, the Ultimate Avengers is really the basis for the movies. Yeah. Not the old comics. They yeah. kind of merged the two. They right. took Hollywood picked and choose but what they, they like. They're like, like oh, the this is good and that's good and We'll do this. You like the, when you're talking about Scott Snyder, yeah. the biggest news, again, I'm not like on, I'm on Twitter a lot, but yeah, yeah. the biggest buzz that came out of DC was when Snyder was reintroducing the possibility, and I guess Joker. it came out of Doomsday Clock as well, the, the JSA coming Oh, out. yeah, 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 yeah. The Justice and Society. Yeah. <clears throat> there was like a group of characters that the harked 40s. back to the DC's World War II. beginning. Right? Yes, yeah, I, I actually remember the JSA. Okay, so, so, so when they, they've not been seen since New 52. Right. And they keep teasing it, they keep teasing it, so there's definitely an interest in that, but that, what does that tell you? Is that like the most vocal critics are the ones that are online? Yeah. And maybe those aren't the ones who are buying, buying their books. books. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they put maybe too much credence in what happens online. You really should be looking at sales figures, you know. Well, but to, to generate buzz, you need to be online. So. Right. So I, I think, see, the sales figures thing is kind of interesting because when you said that more people, the sales for the old stuff was more than the new stuff. All right. Yeah, so the, orders, so the way yeah. I, what I heard there was either A, a lot of people our age mm-hmm. are buying stuff from before yeah, that they've already it. read before and maybe yeah. they you know, yeah. into it uh, and because what's on the screen tends to be more of the older yeah. stuff yeah. that's why they're buying the old stuff, stuff yeah. and the newer stuff is trying to compete with all that yeah. so and, and the newer people who are getting into it and the older people don't really care they're, yeah. they'd rather stay with where they do at. yeah so I think that would be fairly normal is like any other product line you have the older product lines are probably going to be better. The question is, is it on the downside where the other one's just starting to come up? you got to give yeah. it time to kind of flourish. It's like your new Coke and your old Coke. Exactly. Well, eh, that's a bad No, one. no, no, <laughs> no. But you see how they do different flavors of Coke now? Yeah. When you go yeah. out, they have like these little bottles. They make yeah. it look like hip, like it's Red Bull bottles, yeah. like yeah, those yeah. little thin ones. That's because they're trying to get the 20-year-olds and yeah. all that. Yeah. But the older guys like, yeah, just give me the bottle of Coke like I remember when I was a kid. Yeah, oh, what, you're, what you're saying, though, is, I mean, you're, you're, if, you're, if you're selling reprint books... 
to people who never saw them, and there are younger kids buying them because it's like they're reprinting the crisis or they're reprinting yeah, like something that been the around key books 20 years. or whatever. Yeah. So you're getting people who don't want to spend twenty bucks for a back issue. They get can a pick up a reprint. facsimile issue, right? Yeah. I think it does also cover people who are like we we're saying our age who have more disposable income. Yeah. Because they've been selling omnibuses for yeah. hundred. 200 bucks. Those are the nice hardcover library yeah. style. So you can't yeah. have, I mean, it just felt like a weird statement to make yeah. officially it and publicly. Really it seemed like a weird statement to make because it was like, you There's should no be con- happy that you have two sides of the yeah. business. Well, was it a kick in the There's teeth no to all the younger guys writing the new yeah. stuff? They're like, hey, dude, I'm out there doing new stuff. You're telling or me. Or is it a kick in the teeth to the people who are buying the older stuff who you've already I don't think you want to piss your customer Yeah, kind of. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I hear from tons of people and, you know, like people who followed my stuff and other yeah. people from the 80s, 90s, 2000s, it's like, oh, I don't like the way comics are being done. And that's, again, it's a natural thing because people don't like change. But what would it hurt for DC or Marvel to do a retro line? Yeah. But not what? to have like 20-year-olds doing it. Do yeah. a retro line. There's plenty of people who in their 40s, 50s, 60s who would do it. Yeah. You know, and just give it give it three books, whatever. Set off in its own corner and then see. So yeah. if those things sold, then you know, hey, we have a market that we haven't been servicing. Those right. are the guys buying reprints. Now they're buying this. Right. But you don't know unless you test that. Yeah. You I know? agree. I, I it's a lot like, you know, the turntables, right? Right. Yeah, Records, vinyls right. out, selling CD. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people love vinyl. They, in fact, they won't even play, you know, iPods came, everything went away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, everybody wants the vinyl back, and yeah, no one's... Yeah. And, in fact, there are some people actually starting to create vinyl again. Oh, yeah. I know. No, it's coming back again. So, it's, it's you know, it's that's... No, that's a whole operated. other story. That's what we both realized. You don't own... All those iTunes songs, yeah. people don't realize that. They're just oh, yeah, getting yeah. the license. Like, oh, yeah. I got all these downloads. If that went away tomorrow, guess what? Yeah. You don't have anything. Yeah, yeah, but if we have the CD and the physical medium, yeah. Yeah, I guess you yeah. blow it up tomorrow. I'll still have a record. Yeah, exactly. Give me a vinyl record player. I can, I'm going and, to town. And everybody, and I have... I'm, I'm all not, that's like I'm that. not that big of an audiophile, so I don't get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just, if the music's on. But the sound is different, But too. supposedly yeah. the sound of a, you know, a vinyl is different. Way better than anything. Well, there's different levels. Because, I mean, digital cleans up yeah, all the, the pops highs and the, and the lows. Hisses. Yeah. Right. And that's true with comics, too. Like, when we started scanning pages. Oh, yeah. Oh, the colors. I've noticed yeah. that big time. Like, all yeah. the reprints. Like, if you look at the color. Well, the paper's brighter. That yeah. white. It's like a clay content. Right. It's right. white. Right. That well, old newsprint was in the 70s. The newsprint. soak up that ink. Yeah. Well, it oh, was God. also the, it was an, the process, the print process. Oh, yeah, yeah. oil. Yeah. So the yeah, oil yeah. coated the newsprint and knocked it down to, like, maybe even a 10% gray on that paper, which knocked all the colors down so they weren't as eye-popping oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right so now um, when you see them in these omnibus the colors are like, yeah, you see, like whoa was it supposed they to be need to tone the, they just need to tone that down desaturate a little bit oh yeah no you I know? pick up some of them it looks like I don't know what Like, what would be the crime in desaturating the color on these, these to these, screen them the older stuff just desaturate. Just take your Photoshop controls and take a little bit of that intensity. Put a little contrast down there. Yeah, it's popping off the page. Because those I'm colors like, don't need to be. No. High, like you shouldn't more. No, unless you want to give us sun, sunglasses. With no, it. no, no. Honestly, yeah, you open it up. <laughs> they're the brightest yellows and reds and yeah, blues no, I've ever seen. Because well, like, they're primaries. Yeah, they're and you can't the read the story because the colors are hitting you in the yeah. face so much. Like I don't remember it being this hard no, to read a no. book. And that's the appeal of looking at old comics. Even when they reprint stuff, the old comics still there's something. Where it worked for the medium, and right. they did the best they could with the crappy printing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to see better reproduction, but in a lot of cases, with a nice paper, they're still using bad stats Actually, because they don't have better. You could answer this. There's a good question for you because you did printing all those years. The books used to sell for a quarter, 
when I started reading, they were 20 cents, then 25, then 50, 60, 70, we're like 3.99 now, 4.99. But the physical book is still the same. It's got 22 pages yeah. and stuff like that. Has printing costs really increased that much? No. With paper, could they it's make the a book a dollar? Or dollar fifty. Like I mean, yeah. So, yeah, what are shipping, the factors shipping. involved with all this that make a book five dollars when it used to be a oh, dollar? The, the, the first one, there's two, there's two basic. I know there's things. inflation. Uh, there's number inflation. of copies. That, I was gonna say, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So if you if, it's cheaper if you're a hundred thousand, yeah, it's you're going to print ten thousand. Well, yeah. it, it's cheaper per item because you have the setup, the print setup. At least that used to be the case. With the plating and all that. Well, it depends. Like I don't know how they're printed. So if they're all printed by Donnelly, they're still offset. They're done offset. Yeah, because I open those books. If they're still done offset, then you have a plate. You have make readies and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're going to print X amount on it. So if you if you did the the make readies, usually at twenty five hundred bucks or something. Right. And then you print up whatever number you're going to print up. Now, if you're only printing up ten thousand, you got to spread that twenty five hundred over ten thousand. Right. If you're printing out a hundred thousand, you got to spread it over hundred thousand. Yeah. So it, yeah. it goes down. But, to the re- but those go hand in hand, though. What? There's less readers because the cost of the books went higher. Right. So it's like a double edged sword. Maybe if the prices were down, you get well, more kids reading okay, them. Okay, I'm not done yet. So, so okay. that's number one. Is 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 the print quantity? The print quantity. You, you dropped it by. 90 yeah. percent so, so the cost went up that makes sense yes well again the cost went up per book but to it the materials go, it didn't go up as far as the total in other yeah. words if you printed a hundred thousand books right and i'm just giving you some yeah, just yeah, numbers go to go, and it cost you 10 cents a book right it cost you ten thousand dollars to do right right if you only print up ten ten thousand books now it's a dollar and now it's now it's a, it's 50 cents a book okay. and it costs you five grand so right. It costs you more to do the ten thousand, the hundred thousand. Yeah. But it's costing you more per book right. to do the thing. Right. So now, if they go to print on demand, which is which all some do. So well, if they do yeah. print on demand, it's a whole other ball game, right? Because now you're going to print up whatever you need. Well, now they do advanced orders. That's the way they do. They do this cal- uh, catalog, catalog comes out called so, previews. Yeah. Right. It goes to all the shops ahead of time. So like we said, the kid, the kid didn't order enough that we were right. talking about. Right. They give him the thing two or three months ahead of time, so right. he can see what's coming down the pike. Customers, I can go in and say, "Hey, I want this book." So he's going to order it for you, right. but he might not buy twenty copies because he knows nobody wants it. So now the company gets, "Oh, we only two hundred orders, yeah. so we're only going to print three hundred of those books just in right. case there's damage or whatever." Right. So, I mean, well, that, they're, that they're, they're hurting take all the risk out of it, but they're t- hurting but the price by is not still the printing that book. Yeah, because it's well, sure. Well, now you have lost the audience too because. Well, I don't know. Have to go I don't. To a second printing. You're going to go to second printing, which yeah. they do. Oh, oh the. Well, books. but see, but if you're going to print on demand, that yeah. shouldn't really be a big problem yeah. because you're not. In other words, if you know you're going to print a bunch, then yeah. you want to go offset because it's cheaper than yeah. you're going to get there. But I that, got you. That, there yeah, has yeah. to be a lot there. If it's just a small like onesie twosie stuff. No, 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 no. Then, We're talking the, the, like the like the X Men book came out when it's already in the stands. They've already announced it's going back to press. Because they didn't meet demand for the initial order, you know what I'm okay, saying? Like right. they printed forty thousand, their orders came in, they were like fifty. Right. So they know there's ten thousand people that are going to want them. So they've already started. But here's doing a, question. a second print. That's also a tactic to get interest in the book. Right. So yeah. In other they, words, supply and demand. If you you're let creating something it. like that. Create this aura of oh, it's yeah, ooh, sold out. I, gotta have Gee, it. I did. I did, I went to my store and I, I saw it and I bought two copies or whatever. Yeah. That okay, creates so buzz and maybe that helps them launch that. That book. There's and a couple give other you a number one issue mind. that's got some value 
because so there's of a conscious printing. effort to keep press print low. Right. You, yeah. You have to because you 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 don't you don't want to overspend. Right. Yeah. Because okay. then you're simple. sitting so on you don't want to warehouse books either. You don't yeah. exactly because yeah. it's costing money. So that's the first thing. Second that's thing true. is, what's the shipping cost now? I'm assuming oh. they can't be much if you're shipping less out. It should be a small. You would assume it's all by weight. Number three, yeah. and this is an interesting one. It's your overhead. Now let's think about this. Back in the oh, mid '60s. Paying the artists, the writers, well, and all the that. artists, the writers, the staff, the head guy. You guys were probably doing this stuff for a lot less money than you're oh, doing yeah. now. Yeah. So you add all that together, that's your overhead. So let's say you you printed up a hundred thousand books back in the day, and you made would you say fifty cents a book? You made fifty grand something, and you did ten books over the year, yeah. or twelve. Let's say twelve yeah. books over the year, and you made six hundred thousand right. dollars for the for the twelve times. 15, 20 books in your Different line. Different titles. Right. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. So you made all this money, but your overhead was pretty small. Right. But you know why? They had like 20, 25 people working at the company. Now yeah. they have hundreds. But that's my point. So, so what happens now is you've been bought out by these conglomerates, yeah. right? Oh, they and spread it out. Yeah. Spread. Now, and then don't forget, just because you're working for Company X, it's owned by big company Y. Right, right. Your overhead's here, but you still got to pay them for their overhead. Right. Yeah. And you're going to tack that on. So now yeah. all of a sudden, that so that's where all the costs. Well, that could be. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. Well, I'm just curious because I go, I don't understand why these books are costing well, five dollars. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to pay. Look, the guy it's, bought you for something. I got to get my money out of it. Yeah. So you got to give me a. I got to get a per diem off everything you're printing. But here. here's the other thing: if you're printing a book that sells ten thousand copies, in the old days you wouldn't have done that because it would have considered unsuccessful. Oh, it'd be a failure. Yeah. So. The fact that the companies are willing to carry books that sell under ten thousand, yeah, which is nuts. But they is do. Like, but th- in a way, they're also they're kind of ruining their own business because they're printing these books at a loss. For example, oh yeah, they're doing it to keep their space in the stores. Yeah, yeah they try to sell space. Like so that's all. Yeah, yeah. So, so in a way, they're helping run themselves down in a way because they've. they've they're, they're almost they're, they're catering to a very small group. Yeah. Like if you have a book selling, there's some books that sell like three thousand, yeah. four thousand copies. Right. That DC or Marvel can subsidize. Yeah. They're that mar that the, the the readers for that book are so that's a small sampling. Right. So by doing that, you're also fostering kind of like a almost like a little niche. Yeah, market. it's yeah. A, a niche market in a way. But not well, in a good way, because the other books still have to subsidize that. Well, that's true. There's no and argument. You have, you have to have people who then are editorially have production, all that, who produce those. Not counting creators. Right. Because those people are paid per page. They don't right. get benefits. So right. you're talking about, like, again, 200 people in an office. They're going to have to put out more books to keep 200 people busy. Busy. Right. Yeah. Right? You're going to put out more books that sell... Less marginally bad. Yeah. <laughs> Less. You're right. Yeah. So it's a weird little. I mean, this has been going on for a while. It's no, like I'd a, say for at least the last twenty years. You, you've got in a situation like that. You've got creators who are doing those books who aren't going to get a royalty. Maybe they're happy to be working, but they're not going to earn a royalty. Are, on are they? Book are like they that. looking? All right. So, so let me ask you a question about these individual items. Are these new characters, or are these just rollovers from other? Some of them are minor characters, like yeah, they're like B. B or C characters. BCD characters. Or, or, so seriously. what was Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, they were D-class. Were they D-class? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so so let's pretend you're DC or Marvel. The movie Marvel. made that comic a, a big whatever property. Thing, whatever yeah. it is. And your job now is to get as much out there so somebody on in the... in Because the, what's what's going to happen with the movies? Eventually, they're going to... They've gonna, already saturated all the big characters. Well, they, exactly. So now they're going to go off this. So they're so going maybe, on the Maybe that 3,000 yeah. or 4,000 yeah. book piece is yeah. worth a... 
hour and a half movie. Yeah. yeah. They put 60, 70 million against 100 million against it. It comes back and makes 300 million. Right. Oh, that's what they're hey, going. You know that what? Doesn't feed those back those into books. The company. No, but, but, the, but, the, but the books but aren't the point, back. Yeah. But, the, but the point was is that that's your proving ground. Yeah, yeah. At least somebody your, was there. No, right, we right. kept it going. Right. We kept a few people busy. Right. Oh, yeah. But that gets back to the IP. I am. That it's like you know making something, just putting something in front of the public to have the sense of oh, this is a comic. This yeah, is not the, something that yeah. was published forty years ago. Right. Last. This is like a miniseries. Yeah. Like I the Eternals was like they used to say like the research and development arm for, you know, having these characters creating storylines that somebody can then capitalize on a movie. Yeah. The problem is that that doesn't, in the, in the old days, that would translate back into sales and comics, but it really doesn't anymore. There's not that big well, of a bump when a movie, all right, like, so let me ask Spider-Man you would be selling, you know, a lot more copies and uh, whatever other big movie, they could, Black DC Panther. could be doing a Joker comic, monthly Joker comic. Well, they practically do. But it should be, you know what I'm saying? Like, in yeah. the old days, that's how they would capitalize on a movie. Okay, mm. but here's my question. If, if, give me the numbers on a really good, well-run, very profitable book. 40,000. No, there's some that hit 100, like a first well, issue. Well, first or two, it? but not Is it, is it Marvel? Is it like... Both both of them. No, both Marvel of them. DC. Like, if they come out with a number one, it'll sell like 100, but then yeah. it quickly drops yeah, it, it'll to about its 40 level or 40 50. Yeah. Okay, so, good selling. so let, yeah. let's pretend it's doing 40 to 50 on average. Yeah. For four bucks a hit. Even like Spider-Man, five yeah. bucks. Five bucks a hit. Yeah. Five bucks a hit, 40,000 run, it's 200 grand. Mm-hmm. And at monthly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 200 well, sometimes, grand... Twice time, yeah, it depends, but most of the time, a lot of these months. books coming out twice a month. Yeah, like the like Batman's in two books a month, Spider Man's in and two books a month. And it's forty grand per book, probably Batman easily. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Batman's so the big so hit. forty grand per book at five bucks a book. It's two hundred thousand, twenty four times a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what four four point eight million just on that one. Just on Batman. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now now let's think about this. Batman goes out, and you know, and what does it make in the movies? Oh, yeah. billion. Easily, yeah. yeah. It, this is to me. If I'm running their business, yeah. I'm saying all I want those guys to do is come up with stories yeah. to keep it going. Yeah. To keep yeah. it going, because I'm going to take a look at those stories yeah. and figure out what can transfer yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And we own like that. Said, we own that we, outright. We, own we don't have to pay a screenwriter to, to develop so, something. So right. instead yeah. of worrying about Jerry Wardway and yeah. having yeah. to pay him ten, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars a pick, I just pull it for the thing. Yeah. Yep. Hey, by the way, here, guys. Here's all of your your uh, storyboard. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, it's right. all that's, done for you. It's yeah, all no, done no, for yeah. you. Let's see what we can get out of right, it. Right. And to me, that's a cheap way of making yeah. a you know a billion dollars in the book. And yeah. let's pretend you only hit one billion dollar every four or five movies. Yeah, that's still no, yeah, not every Marvel movie's a billion yeah. dollar movie. Like Ant Man's like what four hundred million, but yeah, still, still Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. it still like, made money. To this day, I always go. They made a still, movie about it. Still, it's still, it still doubled its money. Oh yeah, and it. By virtue of being in the Avengers, yeah. the movie still got. I mean, a movie is still something that's going to make money for Disney right. oh, on yeah, their yeah. streaming service on right. DVDs and plus all or the merchandise. Yeah. And no, there's a there's a whole there's a whole chain. But I'm saying the comics are always the ones that don't really benefit from. No, you're right. They don't. Like Marvel was. So that's why they don't care about making a dollar book to get. No, they, they can care less. They can, they probably are, they're they're looking at this like the loss. In fact, they're looking at this in a lot of ways. I would bet. As market research, yeah. Oh yeah. What works, what doesn't. So we, okay, we've got this group. It's been doing about four. It's consistently four thousand, but it's consistently four grand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's there's obviously a bunch of people out there to like this. Now, yeah. if we put this in front of everybody around the world, 
can we get four hundred thousand out of that book? Four hundred million out of that movie if it's done yeah. well. Yeah. If we get Will Smith, if we get right. oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. let's face it, Suicide Squad wasn't a big thing. He's, were they? Were they? They made big? money. They made. Oh no, no, I'm saying oh, in the, the comic book? book. Oh god, no, no, no that was a big. But, but you put you put yeah. Margot Kidder in hot pants. And yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot sorry, Kidder's Robbie. dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Margot you wouldn't want to see that right Margot now. Margot Robbie. In right, no, exactly, well, yes, right? yeah, it's coming out in February, that Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, the Harley Quinn. The only reason why it's a big deal is because she's in it, and I'm like, eh. I have a theory, which I've had for a long time. About Margo Kidder? No, about the companies. Because <laughs> we were talking about, like, profitable Pink. and all this stuff. When I first got into comics, like, the late 70s, comics are going to die, comics are dying. They always all I say heard. that. But this well, was, they say that now. This was very true back then, because the newsstand was drying up, and the comp- direct market had not been fully developed yeah so 1978 79 80 when i got in 80 it was like everybody said oh it's not going to last another the direct market became another place to sell right comic book shop so here's the thing though i think having heard that over the years being a creative we get limited information on what our product sells in the first place i agree so i think that that from a business point of view you suppress the success of your company Bye. to pr- suppress wages. You don't make a big oh, deal I, out I don't it. think there's any Comics question. Comics have yeah. always been yeah. profitable. Mm-hmm. If they weren't profitable, they, they wouldn't be, be around. Yeah. And, and so now they, no, you, don't, you don't want to overstate that because you don't want people asking for more money. Like yeah. when the, there was the boom, yeah, the 90s. people expected more, they had to pay more. Right. The minute that boom was over, they started contracting all the, the, the right. amounts people got were less. And it never really... Rebounded. 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 Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it's always from that point on, oh, I'm death knell, death knell. This is you know, one yeah, step yeah, away yeah. from being shut down and all this stuff. So it's a big game from the big company point of view with any industry to try to drive creative or whoever supply your supplier right. down so they don't charge you as much as maybe yeah. they're worth. That's like the but, – but that realization comes – you know, unfortunately, with me, it comes yeah. with with after years of, of doing it and going, right. yeah, okay, I've seen that Plus, they haven't gone under. In, in a lot of ways, you're, as much as this is going to sound weird, you're kind of like pharmaceutical companies. Mm. So when you look at a company like Pfizer or Merck or something like that, they go to all these conventions and they have these these little booths set up in the middle of the convention. And yeah. you know, what happens is always little itty bitty startups mm. who have a couple of clinical trials. They go yeah. in and they talk to Merck and Pfizer, right. and somebody's going to buy them. Yeah. Right, so they let those guys come out and do all the front end work. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do all the the research, do right. all the yeah. clinical work. And if and it then, works, they'll buy. And it. if it works, they go. I'll snap you up yeah, and I'll yeah, pay yeah. you. No, 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 they do that with comics. They do. It's, it's image, the image does that. Well, like so that. what's happening yeah. here is in your in the case of that, Pfizer's now again bringing some research back in. Yeah. They're going to do their own comic books right. and see what kind of right. helps. But they're still going to keep their eye on the ones. Oh yeah, they do that. That's why when I go to my shows. Why do you think those guys buy their boots with their own independent books that they're yeah, making in their garage? Exactly, yeah. Because they're hoping yeah. that they're going to get discovered exactly. by a bigger yeah. company and then they get a job. It's yeah. like just like anything else. And I'm just like curious, is there any money in that? Yeah, some of the guys, they come back year after year, the shows. A lot of people don't make money. No, not, but some people make enough. You're, their own little, like, you're basically hoping. It's hoping. like if you've read, you read about the guy, remember the guy who did the one with Christmas book or something that so, he sold it out of his, the trunk of his car? He printed the it himself. The turtles were like that. But I'm still, they, they, they had they had somebody who jumped in and did really yeah. good management yeah. for them. But this this one guy, I forget his name, but he did this book. It was like a Christmas theme thing, and he basically tried to get it through a publisher. It didn't work, so he published it himself, printed all the copies, and then he drove like yeah. across country, went to bookstores, went to libraries, basically created his market for his yeah. thing. Um, that's what it's like, except 
as in that case, there's probably a lot of guys who didn't succeed like the Christmas Story guy did. Right. Comics, you buy a booth. If you're a nobody, you got to pay a couple hundred bucks yeah, for a booth. for the weekend. Yeah. And you got to pay somehow. Either you sleep in your car or something. You're on a shoestring budget, and you sure. hope to sell a couple copies of your $5 comic, you know, or maybe do some sketches. It's very much like the poverty row of the industry. Okay, so so let's but, talk. Nothing about, wrong with it. I'm no, just saying no, that it's someone let's hits. About, yeah, so, you so want to do it so badly. This. What? What would make sense if you had? Would you call it poverty? Poverty row. row. Poverty row. It is. Yeah. Is that really is poverty that hollows and uh, no? Bethel. I'm thinking <laughs> it's it's like poverty row is. You know, it just you're you're not you're not. I mean, you're money. a Mr. Marketing guy. So yeah. would it make sense for you to create a space? We do, but the artist salary. Okay, but that's but but they're paying you for that. Yeah. Okay. But I keep the price way cheap. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. I got it. I got it. Yeah, one seventy five. Or yeah. Would it make sense for you to keep ten, ten, ten uh, booths, ten spaces, whatever it is you're mm-hmm. giving, whether it's a, a booth or a, yeah, 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 the table, and you market those particular. So in other words, you see all of those. The, yeah. The, these are new comics just yeah. coming out. You pick the ten you think may make some sense. You write a deal with these guys and say, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to help promote you. If it makes if it hits big, I get my share. Does that work or not work? Why? Why not? Well, but no, how there's you know, a benefit because if that person does, they have loyalty a to me. Yeah, yeah. Thing, they go, oh, oh Mitch he, gave me a table yeah, when yeah, I was, it was nobody. like Star Search. So, yeah, but no, but I'm just saying I don't have any <laughs> magic. Yeah. I can give them ten tables, and I practically do, and they come and sell their books. But I can't tell the big wigs to come down. But we did have last year, like Marvel did a portfolio review. And we had all these guys show up with their portfolios, yeah. and Marvel came in. But that was for and artists. That was for artists, not draw. writers. But no, they have tryout. It's hard to do it for a writer, though. They do. They do. They do tryout they, books. They can do any yeah. of these things online now. So, but no, they, they but they're almost like person. that's the whole idea of coming to the show is because you get to meet the writers Exposure. and the artists. Sure. You go up to them with a portfolio, yeah. or you sit and talk to them one on one and say, "Hey, here's an idea. What do I do?" And they Wait, say, "Oh, you should get I an agent." The whole point of a show is cosplay. Oh, yeah, right. Because that's and all I see in the newspaper. It's all to sell autographs for uh, The Walking Dead. No, but the whole idea, a real comic shop or store or a uh, show, is for the people to break into it. There's a thing in New York called Mocha. That's all it is. It's all, I yeah. can't remember what it stood Small for. Press, Small press. Small press. It's all these guys that do their own one-off books. Okay. And then sooner or later, you got this company called Image that he talked about. Mm-hmm. Image buys a lot of those smaller well, books. Image, is, image and, is like a broker. And they, then they, they, will, they will publish your book. They'll get it out to market threshold. for you. Yeah. There's not, Aftershock. They buy it. You own it yourself. Aftershock apparently is all creator-owned as well. Yeah. So. And then there's Ahoy. There's a lot of little smaller press companies. You had mentioned the thing that... The, the, was it Ahoy is the one that's doing the newsprint comics that are a little cheaper? Yeah. No, that's uh, Avatar Press or something? No, there's one... I, I thought it was, there was It begins with an A. No, they were at my show, but they printed black and white on a newsprint... And it's a dollar ninety nine or dollar fifty. Store, but the stores don't care. Arctic was it Arctic something with an A. I can't remember. So how Atomic, much? right? No, Atomic. I don't know. My friend but a lot uh, of the does one of the books. And it's, just, it's a lot of the comic stores don't casually carry them because they're not solicited through right. Yeah. Right, Diamond, which is kind of a it's the failing point because that's the other thing too. Putting out a book that's going to be like two bucks instead of four bucks, and. You can't get it into the stores. Right. But the, I've because seen guys gonna... literally drive around to yeah. shops and say, we'll have, like, even um, right. Walenta did that. Adam yeah. Walenta with his punk yeah. taco. Right, so, it's a kid's book. So how but, did how did Teenage Mutant Ninja turn Those guys, I, they were literally, when I met them in the 80s, they were driving around. They were from Northampton, Massachusetts. 
they were printing the book themselves. It was black and white. Yeah, I remember. With that. a color cover. And I met... The it was a takeoff people. on a dark night. Yeah. 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 But I met them. They were selling it out of the trunk of their car yeah. in New Haven. Yeah. They had issues one, two, and three for $1.50. And I remember buying issue three. And I was like, good luck with that, guys. Yeah, yeah. And that took off. But they were going shop to shop to shop. But, but, they, so, but, so, so, but Doug, wait a minute. Doug and they Wendy Penny did, too. Well, they did, they did Doug Elfquest. and Wendy Penny were like more of a, a slow-as-you-go. The Ninja Turtle guys had the benefit of the sellout. As an first yeah. I'm saying like once they, they had something that caught on, it sold out. That was all you heard was, oh, you can't get this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it sold out. And that was before the internet. That so enhanced the, yeah. okay, the comic but, stores could tack but, it up but, for okay, so a lot of how, hype. Did, how did they physically make money? Did they sell out to somebody or did no, they, 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 they sold they kept it, it They had a guy the who was a marketing guy, one of the toy marketing guys, right. who saw this as like, hey, wait. They would have That's to what pay. it really took off, yeah. but not at first. Marvel and DC would, would basically get like Hasbro or whoever would come and try to get a license to For buy the toys. toys. Yeah. Right. This guy worked with that in that same field. He was like, hey, these guys own it. This looks like something that I can work with, that I can exploit. Yeah. He made a deal with them. Like a, I think it was like a 50-50 deal. Okay. And he basically exploited those characters... Toys and the toys, cartoons, and, and then it went to the movies. Movie. Yeah. But I mean, okay. that toy line is what. But not every money. every comic's designed to sell toys. But that was the perfect one because it was you know turtles. It was, it was you know kid I mean? friendly. Was, yeah. 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 But, so, I mean, okay, so let me read. Yeah, let me. Is there some sort of? This is going back to what we talked about in the last place. Okay, yeah. I I find it hard to believe that you can get guys who create stuff. Mm-hmm. Who don't end up making the money on that set creation? Oh, it happens all the time. Okay, but so so the question is: is there is there money to be made in helping them get their stuff made? Is there? But any, there's no guarantee. Well, it's like no guarantee me a lot of Mitch, there's no guarantee in your books that you're right, right. you're you're you're, you're well, going to get people. Oh, I know that. But the same thing. It's like being a talent have, agency. Have, right? They have a talent. They have a, they have an, a, agent. an agent that okay. goes and sells them stuff. Okay, so talk to me about the agents. Where That's they what like. they do. They just like I'm a singer and I want to get gigs. Mm-hmm. You have somebody out there booking, like a booking agent. Yeah. Right. You have an agent. It's either a writer's agent or artist agent, and they're out there selling. Some of them by by Hollywood agents. Yes. They're okay. getting the gigs. I don't know how that happens or how that, you know, but what's a gig? Like a writing gig. Like you go to work, like Scott Snyder, those guys, they have agents that they have contracts. Oh, for booking con- conventions yeah. Like, well, stuff, they don't just yeah. go walk into DC and say, I want to write Superman. They're signed up for multi year contracts. Yeah, oh, I got that. It's all, but it's, but it's, it's just like a movie star. Yeah, okay, but it's not. It's not what the teenage mutant. They were. They are they still in charge of their own. No, they sold that out years ago. Claire and Eastman to whatever toy company bought it. Or, so it's owned by a toy company. It's not owned by a. They don't own it anymore. They get I checks. No, I think they still might have publishing rights. Yeah, but I th- they split up the two of those guys. They don't talk yeah. to each other anymore. That's well, whatever. What it doesn't sound like those really guys both became no. very wealthy. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, that's what I'm saying. But okay, that's more power too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to yeah. me, that's a home run, right? Yeah. They did right, their right, job. Right, right, Mike right. Pignola is another one. He created Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah. yeah. Hellboy. Dark Horse Comics helped put that because Dark Horse had a movie deal with yeah. Universal. Right. They had some kind of producing deal or whatever. Again, like you're saying, almost like the research and development thing. Right. Yeah. And they did Time Cop and they did uh, the Mask and they did a bunch of stuff from the comics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So. Yeah. Um, the mask, the movie. So Mike, yeah. Mike Mignola, he, that he was Mark Ver, his, Verhidian. For Hayden. For Hayden. Yeah, yeah, he was pushing them a lot. Right? Yeah. And Mike Richardson too. Well, for Hayden was the writer. Yeah, yeah. But they became like a movie company. Yeah. Anyway. Right, so and they is. still are. So, so another question they is: still making movies? When you walk around your artist alley every day, do yeah. you see 
the same amount of talent? Do you see any it's, creative things? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it dragon? Is it? Is it? I don't think it's quantifiable. Is I, it? No, it's hard to. It's on the eye of the beholder too. Like I might not like every style of book that's out there. Some of the guys I see year after year, the book gets longer and longer. They're making more issues. That shows to me that there's actually some audience, like, or the guy's just crazy and just keeps making books. <laughs> no, no, but the compulsions. Hey, no, but you, I've seen some guys that started off like a one. There's this one kid I can't think of, uh, Fillion, Matt Fillion. He did one book, a novel, then he did another one, then another. He's got a whole series now. Right. Look at that. Imagine a movie company taps him on the shoulder and he's got like six, seven books all set in this world and all these characters and everything. And that's a million dollar. Day right that, there. That, okay, so so. But he keeps going to the shows and he keeps selling because you never know right. that book might find its hands into some producer who's looking for the but next big. He thing. doesn't have a, an agent. I don't know his particulars. Maybe he's I mean, just. You can self-publish now. A lot of stuff is you, the, the, the amount of money you make. It wouldn't be worthy of an agent. You know what I mean? I talked to him this this year. Him and his wife. I talked to them every year. I said, "Oh, did we did Spielberg call yet?" And he goes, "No, every year I'm waiting." But it might happen. Like the guy I know that wrote Ready Player One. Right. Ernie Klein. Huh? He just wrote that book. And Spielberg bought it and made a movie out of it. But I remember Ernie Klein when he was working on Fanboys, which was a movie that came out 10 years ago. He's nobody. You know, it's, you don't know what's... There was a, some, well, what was that teenage kid that was around here? He was like 15 years old. He wrote some book about dragons called Aragon or something like that. He was a young Aragon. kid. They bought that. It was going to make a series of movies. I think the first one tanked. He still made his book series, but, you know. What about the girl, Kristen Gutznick? She's one. She's right from Shelton. She made a book called Hench Girl. It was about a girl who's looking for crepes, you know, like pancakes. It was all about the formula for crepes, like a good recipe. She made six books, and they just uh, optioned it for a TV series or cartoon or whatever like that. Okay. She wrote and she drew the book, but... she, was, she would be okay comics trying to sell it by herself and then right. she came to my show and she'd sell then I see her in New York then I see her in, in all these other shows she's, so she's doing and, her game up and down yeah, the circuit her, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, she'd fine. be in ball but again it, it can happen it's just the, the percentages are pretty low yeah, it's, it's like, like being a, a ball player but you almost. can't you can't do it without trying oh yeah, 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 yeah. she went to every show the books is that you know someone else could have great ideas and keep talking about it but does do anything passes and they have nothing to show for concrete to show for it you know yeah. so you do have to do it once you do oh, it oh yeah this guy Jason Rosen comes to my show every year he had a huge booth this year he's been I've been watching him for seven years now he did one book they did another book they got illustrated they did this and his booth has gotten bigger and he's, he's still selling toys and he's going all out on this stuff I don't know how big it is I don't know his financials but the weird part of it is he must be making something you know I mean I never got into comics to become a vendor you know what I mean? Right. And that's what you do when you go to shows. You have prints or you have books or what have you. That's just... Well, but see, to me, that that's like, that's like you know, you created a, a song and, and you're going to go out at all the, the dive joints around the country and play it. Just right, but I mean, a lot of people used, do yeah. the shows as a way to make a living. And that's what's kind of weird. Probably helps you sustain it's good. It, yeah, 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 a supplement. A, yeah, I'm saying. It just, it's a, that's a totally different thing than just sitting at home and being creative. You know? Agree, agree. And that's no, one of the problems with comics. If you're doing your own thing, is that you have to do everything. Yes. Yeah, you know, you're mailing packages out, or you're doing whatever, and that's it's like a mom and pop. Yeah. It's, it's or you break into. I remember I was going through my emails, and there was a guy named Matthew. I think I told you Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. He was on my list for the wait list from 2015. So, dear Mr. Halleck, do you have any tables? I'd really like to get it. I go, why do I know this name? Then I realized that's the guy that works for Marvel now. 
who writes the X-Men books. I go, oh, I had him on my wait list years ago. But I was saying he was trying to get into the yeah. show, but we were sold out. Right. But he was trying to buy one of those cheap tables just to get in there. Right. And between 2015 and 2019, in four years, he went from going to comic shows, trying to sell his stuff, to now working at Marvel Comics on the flagship book of X-Men. So I was like, oh, boy. Like Jerry said, imagine if I was nicer and I gave him a free table. I didn't know. You don't know who's going to become who. But it could have been like, oh, I owe this all to a terrific but, but guy. I, I, Thanks, I, jerk. You wouldn't give me a spot. But, but I my, totally, my take with you is, yeah. is that what you, you do is you, you give, like, you go and, I think there is a I could put ten you. tables up and say, sure, but who do I pick? You, but, you, but you pick them. In other words, wow. you say, okay. What if you do you a Draw them out of a hat? No, I was no, going to no, say, you, just no, pick them out of a hat. Can you do that in Connecticut? Can you raffle off tickets? Can, there's certain things, yeah. No, here's like the thing. Listen, you, just it, give it, ten it's, spots. It's a, Mitch, it's a Mitch choice, and they, they owe send me. you. They send you the book, yeah. And, and you read them, the and you you but pick which one. It's right like now. Sophie's choice, yeah. Mitchie's choice, whatever. No, but I'm just saying, who am I? You're you're somebody who's gonna give them. Free I'm the king of the nerds. It has a king. I'm Batman. It has a king of the nerds seal I've of approval. You, I've known you for a long time. You're, yeah. you're more right than you're wrong. Hey, yes. that's what they, you do. Have them print on the cover. Have a, you this sell has been approved the, by... And you can sell them at your stamp. table you, when you come in. You can sell them at I, your... You know what? Not to tell like home, but I bet if I told like, people on all the, the pages... Yeah, and if I said, hey, you know what? These ten guys I've handpicked and said these are books that Mitch approved. Yeah. They'd probably sell... I'm not saying they would, but, but there'd probably be some people is, like, I trust that guy. But you, but you give them that opportunity. You say, send me your books. I'm going to read them. And they owe I'm me. I'm only picking ten. Yes. That's it. You got ten. If you made the Mitch list, you're in. You don't make the, the Mitch, Mitch list. list. The yeah. Mitch list Mitch's is gone. list. Mitch's list. You don't make the Mitch list. Mitch's list. Life. You, you try <laughs> again. You, you try. Well, what's what's the difference? It's like Schindler's with, list. What's yeah. the difference between that and that? What was the whole thing that Matt Damon and those guys with Green? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Project, Project Greenlight. Green yeah. yeah. What's the difference? It was nothing. Thing. They picked a script. They had a guy. They made a movie. Never saw that guy again. Exactly. Tim so, Jones. So what was his name? So what they were trying to do is exactly. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know it could be the next Spielberg. Give somebody a so you, chance. So you sit there and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look. So you're going to get 20 or 30. So and then you take off the other 50 See, guys. I suggested to him that he could do a comic book workshop at his show. Oh, well, I've oh, thought about could, doing yeah. that all the and time. I don't think there's yeah. any question. You could do that, and then the Day next year, one. somebody, their book is there at the show. Well, they, they you know, took the well, workshop I told last you year. they could have done a show just like The Voice and all those other things yeah. where you get... An aspiring artist and writer, you team them up with a veteran artist and writer, and you almost have a contest. You all wear masks. To, you all wear you masks. The masked comic guy. No, so but you, you they put a book oh, together. I got no, they put a book together. No, they put a book together, and you have it almost like a marketing department. They're like, okay, Jerry's going to draw it for you, but you know this a writer gets to work with Jerry Ordway, yeah. and they get to do a book, and then the next thing is you got to bring it to a show and you got to sell it, and then you got to get people. But I was like, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, Just like. Be. Just like the voice, just like your aspiring singer, your aspiring artist and well, writer. Why are you making me draw their book? I just <laughs> I want to edit it and oversee it. No, yeah, well, Give okay, my there you go. Not my you get to spin around. They have a drafting table, and they press a button, and the drafting table spins around. And you're like, I can't see over the table. It's you, Liefeld. No, each company gets their book. Like DC gets one guy, Marvel gets one guy, Image gets one guy, and they all have to like groom them. And a year later, they bring the book to the show, and then they put it on sale. And then, like, well, this they, is a Marvel year Marvel and DC both had the tryout, tryout books. books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't do so that as much as they used to. Yeah. 
But it would be it would be fun. Well, when they to did the see. showcase, they used right? to do. There actually, there is. His point is that you do that yourself. I know. Yeah. You, you do. Don't give but Uncle Mitchie more work to do. No, you don't. Okay, well, you don't have to do more work. You could, you I could, could just close, throw him on a staircase, whatever one lays listen, on the top staircase. At least, at least for this next show, I'm open. At least another. All right, Tony's gonna. Tony picks him. So I won't pick him. You pick him, but I'll, I'll run the show. There. I want well, a book about. Bigfoot teams up with <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, and they travel through time to stop Hitler. No, they travel to stop the invasion of flying saucers. There you go. There you go. They have to kill that one dude with the crazy hair who's the flying... <laughs> yeah, yeah, George Suplos. It turns out to be Suplos' hair is actually the living alien, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. and it's just sucked onto his yeah, brain. Yeah. And now suddenly they notice it because they look through history, and, putting, and they know they see portraits from all these kings, right. and the hair's the same. That's and how the crown came about. That's, that's how, how the people, crown came about. Because they yeah. wanted to be like that It was like Don, Don King. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's the hair. They got rid of Don King. He couldn't make it. I know. They jumped off and onto Suplos. The evil alien. The pompadour, <laughs> the alien Rays race, the pompadour space. <laughs> I just think, I think if you if you made, no, it's if, a good idea. I'm not. Did I say it was bad? I'm no. saying it's a good idea. I just don't know how to be judicial about it. But like sure when you was, when you were it's first talking about the Franco thing, and the, I always I first or thought Franco. of like a work workshop because it was kids stuff. Oh yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Kids like con, the idea yeah. of a workshop would be certainly a good venue for yeah. that. It's a have some parent. You're going to be there for a couple of days. Trust me, you I do different. We did little league, and you would bring the kids to the all star camp, and everybody would learn from a guy who was a former pro or minor league ball player, and he'd show up and show you how to pitch and have how to hit, drunk. have drunk. Hey, so you're hanging out, yeah. out. <laughs> Mr. Buttermaker. Here here's what you do after the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, come yeah, on, yeah, man. Yeah, come on, I'm going to do some blow. I'm going to show you the best. <laughs> no, but clubs. you know, you would pay money to go. We had like there was it was like a small guy in Bridgeport that. Good little league players went to his camp yeah, yeah. because he was a pro. Right. Like and he would give you some tips. Michael and Straczynski comes to your show. And yeah. One of the caveats is that he has to read submissions and maybe just talk, meet. But aren't people. they so worried about legal problems nowadays? Like, oh, he stole my idea, and well, you have okay, to sign you're, a waiver. You're, you're, or yeah, maybe have, he just gives them advice. There's legal. Okay. There's, yeah. legal there's legal documents. Say, in other words, every one of you are going to give me. Your I know attention. they can't read any submissions. Right. I know that you so, can't read. But anything if he gave advice. Advice is one thing, but you yeah. can't give a script to any of them. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I can't read that. All you want is the comic book. You're mm-hmm. going to pick ten. You think these are the Mitch's list of the ten best or ten up and coming? Yeah, here yeah. they are. Rising stars. Big, yeah, rising yeah. stars. Rising yeah. Mitch's Mitch's list. See, this is yeah. also something you could, if you're. It's again, an angle at the show could, which differentiates terrific yeah. from and all it, the and other shows. And it it gets you more atta- attached to the, cl- the the comics as opposed to the. This pop is the pop culture, culture of celebrities, right. yeah. I think you curate a comic I'm, and publish yeah. it and sell it at your show. Yeah, there that's you go. Instead of the there terrific comic. Instead of that yearbook thing, yeah. you have like 10 people who went through this program. The mm-hmm. next year, you have their stuff in a, and in they, a comic. And we print it and we sell it at the show. Yeah. yeah. Class that's of fair. 2019. Yeah. Class of 2020. Yeah, that's like a good it. one. That's a, it's I like the it. new talent showcase. And it could be your Which is what DC used to do. They used to get people to do It could be your characters. In other words, rather than their characters, they have to write a Captain Terrific Conning, Terrific Conning story. Do, you could do their, you're, you know, you could, you're the editor, Harley the Wonder Dog. You're you're yeah. owning this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's there. You go. Hey. But you pick the best. Sharon will be like, oh god. Miss Sharon is the is the kind of. She'll be like, she's she, like Bosley. She doesn't care. No, she's like Charlie. She doesn't Charlie's care. Sharon, no, no, read no, the stories about no, alien. I'm no, not Sharon, wasting my no, time. No, no, Sharon, Sharon could be like a Charlie's angel. She could be Charlie. She could be Charlie. She'll the, just be a voice box. on a phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever have smoke a lot? Whenever she's watching Hallmark movies and I make fun of them, she goes, "Would it be better if they were all wearing tights?" I'm like. 
So you throw in a Hallmark movie oh, in yeah, a comic yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. There you go. Hallmark Con. I no, stole I'm that idea. You do, she could do a romance I still story with Captain Terrific Con. <laughs> hey, true, true love. Terrific true love. He's got a you know fatal disease and she falls in love with him and she turns out to be the only oncologist in the world who specializes in that disease and cures him. Isn't that what those Hallmark things are all like? Pretty no, much no, no. Well, no, close. Here's else. a typical script. The girl's too busy for a relationship because she's all career-oriented. She suddenly stumbles, wow, stumbles into a small town, yep. and she has no time for love, but she meets a guy who's a widower or a divorcee, right, right. and he's raising a daughter on his own, but he's a rugged right, fireman. Right. And somehow they find a magic snow globe, right. and on Christmas Eve, they get together and happily ever after credits roll. You're like, whoa. And that's the same story. It's the exact same story. Somebody over writing over. a logarithm or something to generate. <laughs> that's a story all it is. That, it's all it is. It's like the because lifetime. I told feeling to the woman who's too busy to have a family. Yeah. yeah. So they the watch these. Part, yeah. They watch these things. It's like oh, look, I he, don't have to have a family. She made her. Had it. She made but her life. Hallmark has them. Lifetime Channel has them. I said, Sharon, did you know these are the same movies on the Lifetime Channel? They just don't call it. A Hallmark movie. It's the same premise. I was it's like the There's love boat. I was looking at my Sony. There's TV. a Hallmark. I was looking app. to see if There's the Disney app, app was on there, and it's not. It is today. It was on my Sony TV. It's not. Oh, it didn't. I had it downloaded onto mine today. Oh, okay. I had to search it out, and I typed in search for Disney well, mine Plus. Have a search. I don't think mine just shows. Mm-hmm. Sony shows a... the apps that are available. I can put it on yeah. Apple. I think it's on Apple TV. It is on Apple TV. But anyways, anyway, so I'm looking through there, and I saw that they had the uh, Lifetime movies as an app. Oh, yeah, Hallmark's got one, too. Like, oh, wow. Sharon downloaded that to the TV. I go, what is that? She goes, you press it, and every what single Hallmark Don't touch goes, it. Don't That's touch mine. that one. That's mine. Can I see the DC Universe app? We're not watching that stupid channel. That's my, my, only, that's my only, only bliss point. <laughs> Keep your hands off of Keep my, off the Hallmark, Hallmark. channel. Because I'll come in and I go, wait a minute. And the only reason why I know certain ones are older is because the actors are dead. I go, isn't that the guy that was on Full House? What was his name? Oh, he was a comedian. No, Alan Thicke. Alan Thicke's in a couple of them. I go, he's dead. He's been dead for years now. And she's like, what? I go, that's how I know this is old. He's like the Stan Lee of those movies. They just see this as a cameo and all that. No, 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 no. Like, Lee Majors popped up on one. I'm like, whoa, there's Lee Majors. Hey, Lindsay Wagner. And when he walked past it, he'd go, he walked slow. He's just like, it's the joints that they have replaced. Hey, don't laugh. I got Bernie Capel on the Word Balloon podcast last night because he showed up. On, uh, he's on Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's on Silicon no, but the Valley thing is, he called to be on. He went to be in Terrificon, and I said, "What shows is he on anymore?" And John Centris goes, "He's on Silicon Valley." I go, "Wait, what?" So sure yeah. enough, Bernie Capel, who calls me from Jersey, <laughs> that's funny, is now on TV again. Guys about nine years old. Yeah. It was right after Watchmen was on. Gentlemen, I gotta go. Well, see, this is it, Tony. Thanks for being on the show. Nothing happened. It's like a, we're the Seinfeld of podcasts. It's about <laughs> nothing because I go back and try to edit it, and I go. It's all good. Just put it out. And then somebody will write and go, oh, I listened to the whole thing. I go, what's wrong with you? you? Yeah. <laughs> don't you have a life? I don't. Oh, please. I get it. You're We're making fun of our listeners. All three of them. Don't make I do think dumb. you have an opportunity here for... Oh, one hour and a half. Woo. That was a longer one. This could be a multiple show. We got aliens. We got tryouts. It's going to all be the same thing. No, I know. It's all one. <laughs> and we're going to get that crackling sound. Exactly. They'll be like, what the hell is that? Aliens. Wait, fire just broke out. <laughs> you know how many good ideas came off this show? The, the wig thing with the alien The, the Pompadour. Yeah, the alien race. Yeah, right? Yeah. 
The tryout thing, it's a, it's a good idea. It's a cool thing. Imagine doing that press release next year. 2020, Terrificon reinvents the, the con business. We're going to offer 10 aspiring creative teams a chance to be on this row. And then they're like, well, why'd you pick him and not me? It's, it's, not, like, a, it's, it's not a slide It's at random. It's, it's, it's a carousel. No, it's, it's a carousel. It's life. It's, it's like it's 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 you know Mitch is going to read them and he's going to pick his. It's top like that 10. scene in Animal House. They're going to come up on a slide screen and we're throwing ah, rocks. This is Lou Dorf. He's this a legacy. Dorf. We got to take like this a guy. I was thinking of, of Mad Rachel Ordway. We got to take her. T- Mad oh. Man with uh, you know Don Don, Don Draper. Draper. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. That wonderful moment. And then they become a big success, and they got a million dollars, and they're getting the Academy Award. But Robert Downey, I owe this all to Michael Halleck. Who knows? What does he wrong? And Sharon will be like, are we getting any money for this? No. Who cares? <laughs> well, but that's the case. You, you, I've you, still got 200 copies of the book you, in, the, yeah. you, you in, in the garage. Yeah. There's got to be Make something. Now. Let's be clear. There's got to be something in that document that okay. says you're part of this gig going forward. That's right. You owe me. Yeah. Sign. Why something. am I signing blood, Mr. Halleck? Tom Halleck. <laughs> sign. Just sign this, boy. Wait, don't what? worry about the business. Don't read about it. I can't read the fine print. You don't need to. That's not fine print. That's, that's Russian. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even know my own songs. Eh, that's too bad for you. Should have read it. All right. Gentlemen, that wraps it up. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.